on this Transfiguration Sunday, many of us are familiar with Jesus climbing a mountain with three of his disciples in Mark 9. On top, they see Jesus in dazzling white clothes with Elijah and Moses. Jesus is transfigured, something that changes the appearance of reality. Something that changes the appearance of reality. In Paul's letter to Corinth, he writes of another aspect of transfigured. The word of the Lord this morning to us is, do not lose heart. In this text to the ancient Corinthian church, Paul writes these very words in verse 1 of chapter 4, do not lose heart. So allow me to set the scene. In a culture where acquiring wisdom is the ultimate value, Paul is sharing Christ as wisdom that shines in our hearts. With faith in our creating God over against other long-held sources of wisdom. As Paul and Timothy continue their travels through Asia Minor and Greece, they eventually learn their mission gets miscast or transfigured. Word gets back to them that some of the folks in Corinth believe Paul is a narcissist in his core, looking out for himself. Some believe he and Timothy are just mere peddlers of faith for their own profit financially, or false teachers of a faith other than that of their Jewish traditions. As a result, their very lives are in danger. When Paul writes in verse 4, and even if our gospel is veiled, he understands that even with our best efforts, our communication can sometimes be misused misinterpreted, or if you will, transfigured, something that changes the appearance of reality. The criticism boils down to questioning Paul's sincerity, integrity, honesty, and motives, zeroing in on a perception that Paul is promoting himself. With no instant internet connection, Paul is dealing with months-long gaps in communication. So I'm not sure which is worse, instant communication that spreads conspiracy like wildfire or slow communication that has conspiracy theories settle in for months without any rebuttal. We are keenly aware that conspiracy theories abound in our current political, religious, and sociological context The writer Stuart Thompson, the New York Times, shares from his article in January 27 of this year how he spent weeks inside a QAnon chat room. And I share a snippet of a quote from QAnon followers that show how current events are interpreted to support a QAnon master plan that veils the truth. And I quote, the source I follow, I heard said, President Trump can file 
or call martial law even up to five minutes before Biden's inauguration if he has to. Thousands of National Guard troops were deployed to the city and many of them were deputized to, form, to perform arrests. Surely a sign that Mr. Trump's plan for martial law would come true. For QAnon followers over and over again, unexpected outcomes and a lack of evidence were recast as a part of a master plan for President Trump to retain the presidency. Paul would surely say with us, the truth they project is veiled, transfigured in a negative sense, something that changes the appearance of reality. Paul responds to his critics by returning to his core mission and purpose, which is pretty much outlined in verse six. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Giving more meaning to verse one, therefore, therefore, since it is by God's mercy that we are engaged in this ministry, we do not lose heart. And I add, nor do we lose the center of our being, of who we are in Christ. For us today at East Chestnut Street Mennonite Church, we do not lose heart regarding our purpose and core mission, which we have clarified with our recent inclusion vote. If we had paper bulletins in front of us, we would this, read this about our central mission to be transformed by God's mercy, grace, and love. To introduce our children and neighbors to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. To equip one another to live peaceably and generously. And to contribute to the well-being of Lancaster City and the wider world. Yes, our mission and purpose at East Chestnut Street Mennonite Church can be misunderstood and miscast, can seem veiled to some. And if you received kickback for the letter you signed that was published in LNP, do not lose heart. For any time we speak up or stand up for what is right, for what is justice, we can be misunderstood. In the midst of political upheaval and severe health pandemic, one's personal journey with cancer, broken relationships, or long drawn out coming against the discernment, we do not lose heart. Rather, we live out the center of our purpose and mission with the light of the transfigured Christ. For the heart of the matter for us is that as followers, we do not recast our vision and purpose for ulterior for ulterior purposes to make ourselves look good. Rather, we conduct ourselves as light for God's mission in Christ. So we have neighbors who stay to themselves and are somewhat misunderstood and mistrusted by others. Strikingly different from the trust the rest of us feel toward each other in our neighborhood. 
In our snowstorm of January 31st through February 2nd, the man of this particular house, I'll call him George, used his snowblower to clear his driveway. Only his driveway. In contrast, another neighbor habitually clears not only his own driveway, but also those of two elderly women nearby. When Loretta and I began to shovel out our driveway Monday evening on February 1st, he came over unannounced and cleared our steep driveway, even though we had never met. So on Tuesday morning, neighbors continued to help each other, and George was again clearing his driveway with his snowblower. Two doors down the street, another neighbor had not touched their driveway all through the storms. And I learned the man of this house had injured his back. And so with the hope of promoting connections and community, I asked George if he would help this neighbor. He said he would if he had enough gasoline. I noticed later that George did so. Will this gesture of service transfigure and encourage George and his family to interact with other neighbors more freely? And maybe vice versa? Well, we don't know. But meanwhile, we do not lose heart for serving others can unveil the gospel of Christ that can open doors of relationship, make connections for commitments to each other. Or is it the way, is it the other way around? Do our commitments to Jesus make connections? So may our connections and commitments to the light of Christ give us focus to our central identity. We do not lose heart because as Paul writes in verse six, for it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. May it be so for all of us in our church and in our lives. God bless you today. Amen.